Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you and on with the show. Chris Panello is a former primary school teacher and special education teacher. He's also a passionate advocate for people on the autism spectrum. His website is Autistic Not Weird. At the age of four, Chris was assessed for autism, but it wasn't until he was 25 that he got an official diagnosis of Asperger's syndrome. Chris is in Australia for Autism at the House, a night of talks at the Sydney Opera House presented by Autism Awareness Australia. Hi, Chris. Welcome to Kindling Conversation. Thank you. Thanks having me. What was life like when you were a child, as in being undiagnosed? I mean, how was it making friends, learning at school, that sort of thing? Well, I was definitely the weird kid. In fact, um, the reports written about me pretty much say I was the weird kid. In fact, the words slightly odd personality actually managed to find their way into official written reports about me, which was bizarre, but it was back in the 90s, so you could get away with that kind of thing. Uh, But even without their help, I was uh, very much aware that I other people functioned differently to me. These, <laughs> it's uh, it's often said that autistic people function differently to other people. Well, from my perspective, it's everyone else who's weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you might be right there. I, I'm not going to invent sob stories about my childhood because, generally speaking, my childhood was really good. It was my teenage years that were particularly difficult, but I managed to find a good way of being, socially speaking, where. Even though lots of people around me seemed to have like 10, 15, 20 friends or people they got on with, I was quite comfortable having a smaller group of four or five people, even if that's maybe less than four and five. The importance was on finding a small group of people who I could trust rather than lots and lots of people. Bear, bear in mind that I didn't really know how many of the people in my class really worked. So if you had to explain to someone how your Asperger's syndrome manifested in you so how did it how did it make you different from the other kids or how does your brain function differently if that's the right word um, to the children in your class I suppose it meant that my brain prioritized different things to other people for example I was very much focused on the things that interest me which is very human to be fair but there was a kind of hyper focus on things like dinosaurs and Sonic the Hedgehog and uh also very single-minded focus on some things and to be honest even to this day I don't think that being single-minded is a bad thing if you only have a single objective why would you not want to be single-minded yes but this came at the expense of uh having this natural instinct of knowing how people work and what social expectations are and I often hear it said that having autism or Asperger's syndrome is it's like you're playing some kind of sport except no one's bothered to tell you what the rules are you're just expected to know them by instinct because everyone else seems to magically have learned them by instinct and I didn't seem to have those instincts so that's such an interesting way of putting it so how did it feel getting the diagnosis of autism at 25 more than anything else it was relief really things that I'd worked out that I was autistic well I say worked out it was uh, my sister who told me I was autistic because she was a teacher as well and uh, she'd worked with lots of 
young people with Asperger's syndrome who very much reminded her of the younger brother that she grew up with. And once she told me, things started to actually make sense. I'd spent most of my 20s up to that point wondering if there was something diagnosably wrong with me. And, well, okay, there was something diagnosable with me, but there wasn't something diagnosably wrong with me. I refused to say that my neurology is wrong or incorrect or inferior in some, in some kind of way. With that said, when you grow up in a world where you don't match certain expectations and you're almost not encouraged to see your own strengths, you're only encouraged to see see how well your strengths fit in with other people. Yeah, it's it, it helped a lot to realise that I wasn't the wrong kind of person by not being like everyone else and there's a place for me in this world just the same as everyone else. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Chris Bonello. He is the founder of Autistic Not Weird. He's in Australia as part of Autism at the House, which is happening at op- at the Opera House on April 5. Um, so what would you say to children who are on the spectrum? Know what your strengths are and play to them. In one sentence, that is it. Because You'll hear a lot of people talking about, oh, autistic children can't do this, they're not supposed to be good at that, they're pretty much not allowed to be good at that. But if you're a human, that means that you have strengths. The trick is to learn what your strengths are and find opportunities in life to play to those strengths. And I really like what you said about refusing to say there's something wrong with you, that it's just different. That's important for kids to hear as well, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think self-perception is such an important thing to get right and in my opinion and to be fair in my experience as well the difference between growing up with a positive self-perception and growing up with a negative self-perception is what opportunities you have to recognize the strengths that you have and whether or not you're allowed to play to them and so what would you say to the parents of children who are on the spectrum i often get uh, get asked uh, what do you wish your parents could have done better and it's a really difficult one to answer because there's well, first off, you have to be careful when answering it when there's a potential that your parents might actually listen to it. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, th- I think, but bear in mind that my parents didn't know I was autistic until, well, not long after I did. But one excellent thing that they did was that, and they would have done this even if they did know right from the age of four that I was autistic, they saw me for me with all my weird and wonderful personality quirks rather than a checklist of symptoms and and they saw me for my personality they saw me first and the autism afterwards and obviously seeing the autism in your autistic child is obviously really important it helps you to uh, uh, it helps you to recognize their needs and also helps you to recognize their strengths as well but uh, autistic children differ from each other for the same reason that non-autistic children differ from each other so best you can do is see your child for their personality first and think about their autism as something that contextualizes uh, their personality traits and their difficulties their needs and their strengths uh, rather uh, rather than something that defines them at the expense of everything else I think that's such a lovely place to leave it. Chris, thank you so much for speaking with us. That's Chris Bonello. He's the founder of Autistic Not Weird. Autism at the House is on this Thursday, April 5th. We'll put some links with more details on our website. 